The Sophia Gray Show. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, listeners and kinky friends. Welcome to The Sophia Gray Show, where we discuss all things sex, kinks, and fetishes. From the sex stories to the latest trends in the erotic world, we talk taboo transparently. This podcast is brought to you by Sophia Gray, the largest used underwear marketplace. I'm Lacey Bloom. And I'm Tracy Bust. And today, in the dead of winter time, yeah. we are taking it outside and taking it all off outside. Great, great. <laughs> Let's just like make everybody wish it was warm right now in the middle of winter. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's so funny that we're going to be talking about the guide to outdoor sex, you know, as this episode is dropping in uh, probably the end of January, which right. I yeah. Depending on where you live, probably isn't the ideal location for outdoor sex in January. Right. So apologies. <laughs> get, but no, you. This is gonna help you get ready for the summer and spring and summer. Yes. There. Yes. Well, and honestly, I know that you know what with the pandemic and everything, everybody is feeling so cooped up inside mm-hmm. in their apartments, in their houses. Um, a lot of people are at home with their families. A lot of people are by themselves like you and I are and have been for a a long time. And so I think just the idea of thinking about going places and going camping or traveling abroad or anything like that, it really does give me joy. Like I know for some people, they're probably thinking, well, that's like window shopping. It's such a tease and you don't buy anything. Uh But for me, and I know that I have friends like this as well, where It's almost like planning this trip that, you know, you're not going to be taking necessarily tomorrow, but Mm -hmm. it's something to look forward to. It's something to give you an excuse to research and think about. And we all know how sexy I think research is. Oh, yeah. Hot, hot, hot. (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about outdoor sex. First of all, I will ask you, Tracy, what are your thoughts on outdoor sex? Yay or nay? Here's the thing. And I think <laughs> like people are going to now discover maybe I'm a bit of a germaphobe, but I like the I <laughs> like I like outdoor sex in the sense of like being by the pool and having sex, not just on a patio chair, but one of those cabana beds. You know what I mean? Like that to me, because just because I'm not an outdoors person, you know what I mean? Like in general. So I'm like, oh, whoa, having sex poolside in a cabana that has a legit bed. That's me in the wild. (laughs) (laughs) So you're the version, your outdoor sex is glamping, basically. Like you, you don't want the like bare bones out in the woods. You're like, if I'm going to be outside, I'm going to have plush comfort. I know. And, and yeah, and it's just me. And I, I, I like, but I find regular outdoor sex. I think it's great. But I feel like for me, I, I am not, I'm not rugged. Do you know what I mean? Like okay. I'm not a rugged uh, lover. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, we, we have this in common. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, we, we, Tracy and I met while living in Los Angeles and it's one of those areas where people 
take a lot of hikes and they do a mm-hmm. lot of outdoor activities, whether it's in the desert, the mountains or the beach. And let me tell you, I could not care less mm. about those activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally, totally. <laughs> I'm much more of an indoor person as well. I, I mean, I was an athlete growing up, so I think I was kind of outdoors a lot just because of my surroundings mm-hmm. and that that's, that's part of being an athlete. However, I will say I am really turned on whenever I watch outdoor sex and porn. Oh, cool. Um, I love it. I think, I think it's because I find it like aspirational, like aspirational. Right. Um, sure. Yeah. Because I think what it is, is I want to be an outdoors person. Mm-hmm. I really do want mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. So I think this guide, and you can find more about this on sophiagray.com, but I think this guide was good for me because it kind of started curbing my my ideas about outdoor sex. Like instead of me focusing on, on like, oh, I'm on a beach, I'm going to get sand in my pussy. I was thinking more about, oh, look at this beautiful scenery around me and ooh, we might get caught and ooh, right. there's something yeah. naughty about this. Oh yeah, 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 so yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it's all in the way you frame it. So mm-hmm. let's talk about why outdoor sex is good because, you know, we could go on and on about the things we don't like about outdoor sex, but there are some great things. So mm-hmm. first of all, let's talk about the fact that people have been doing this since the dawn of time. Yeah. 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 That's very true. <laughs> You're right. It's cavemen. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's true. I mean, don't and you, isn't there a part of you? Yeah. Isn't there a part of you that always thinks like, man, if we could just go back to a time where we didn't know about you know, air conditioning. We didn't know about all these things that we could have inside. We didn't know about technology. It was just simple living in nature. Everyone was naked. People probably didn't have any insecurities about body image because that's just the way things were. Yeah. <laughs> I I think about that all the time, but there's something exciting about just being surrounded by nature, getting lost in the person that you are with. Mm-hmm. And I, I like it. It's simple. It, it definitely simplifies just sort of like everything else that's going on in the world. You, it, for a few minutes, you don't have to think about them because it's yeah. just you and nature. So mm-hmm. sure. there is that. Um, obviously there's the thrill of getting caught. Of or the course. And that's hot. Yeah. That's super hot. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And that's something that obviously you can experience indoors as well. That doesn't have to be simply part of outdoor sex, Mm -hmm. but the rush of knowing that someone could catch you at any minute adds to the surge of endorphins that you get from sex anyway. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's the taboo element of doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I like, I have voyeuristic tendencies for sure. I love watching people. I love the idea of being watched. So that's, I think the turn on for me mm-hmm. when it comes to outdoor sex or just public sex in general. Yeah. So another thing that I didn't really think about before until doing research for this episode is the idea of outdoor sex kind of takes us back to a time when sneaking around was more 
necessary. Like maybe it was when you were a teenager and you lived yeah. with your parents or yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe it's when you were in college. And I, I don't know about you, but when I was in college, I shared a house with six other girls. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> alone time period was very, very difficult right. to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the idea of like sneaking around and, you know, when you're sharing a roof with somebody mm-hmm. and the only option is to sneak around outside of that roof, sure, that, that can be fun and kind mm-hmm. of, you know, take you back a little bit. Totally. The other thing is that, and this is something that, you know, we talk about as it plays into taboo and like why why people are so interested in kink is that there's always a risk Mm -hmm. um and and not not a risk that you know we're putting ourselves in danger but there's something I want to say almost like irresponsible like reckless something that um you know we we still do it these days but we just don't do it as often as adults there there's risks um that you know come with everything but we as adults have, we measure them more. We think about like, okay, well, is this worth the risk versus this worth the risk? And so we usually kind of pick and choose the things that we're willing willing to take risks on. So mm-hmm. this is one of those ones where I think because the risk element is so minimal, like what's the worst that can happen? Somebody catches you, somebody, you know, yeah. sees you in the act, like, mm-hmm. and and that's also what makes it so hot. And so I think avoiding getting caught and, you know, kind of just going back to like, oh, we're going back to the movie that we were watching. Like nobody saw us, but they could have. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hot. It's it's the risk that ties into the thrill of Mm -hmm. it and everything. So let's talk about exhibitionism because I think this is the main reason why most people find outdoor sex so appealing. So Mm -hmm. According to kinkly.com, an exhibitionist is a person who experiences an extreme compulsion to expose themselves in public. And so that can involve private body parts, such as, you know, your penis, vagina, buttocks, breasts, whatever. Um, An exhibitionist might also target friends, family, loved ones, or total strangers. And I thought this was interesting. According to their research, 35% of people who expose themselves want sex, while almost 20% do not need a reaction from their audience. Um, And this may be part of your desire to have sex outdoors, but not the entire reason. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. An exhibitionist is more often than not somebody that flashes their nude private parts. Like, I think that's sort of our idea our, our common idea of an mm-hmm. exhibitionist. In fact, think of a streaker, somebody who right. just streaks across, you know, your college campus or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, if you do think about it that way, if you think about a streaker, it's not even necessarily like they're looking for a reaction. They're not necessarily, um, just as we saw in that research from Kinkley, they're not necessarily looking for somebody to have sex with. I mean, right. most of the times it could be that they just want to expose themselves. It could be they have a fetish for the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it could just be something fun and risky that we like. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason we like that. So uh, that's 
there is a kink though however for the kink outdoors and it is called agoraphilia it might sound it 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 sounds familiar right because i'm sure a lot of people are familiar with agoraphobia right which is the the opposite yeah Yeah. (laughs) so instead of a fear for leaving your house or your home um this is the fetish for the outdoors is agoraphilia great and so um obviously agoraphiles are most likely going to enjoy having sex outdoors um or they might just fantasize about this practice now that's not to say that if you like having sex outdoors with your partner that obviously you have a fetish for the outdoors um i mean we've already explored so many reasons for why you might enjoy being outside and having sex so oh, yeah because i feel like there's like oh this is cool and then there's like oh that's a fetish you know what i mean there's a yeah. good difference and we that comes with, you know, just about every fetish and kink that we've discussed on totally. this podcast. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, if you do enjoy the risk of getting caught, um, if you are specifically you only want to have sex outdoors, that might be an indicator that you might have a fetish for the outdoors. But um, that's that's not it. So um, now let's talk about, you know, some places that you might be interested in having sex outdoors cool. because- you know, we've talked about how it can be scenic. When we think of the outdoors, mm-hmm. we think of, mm-hmm. ooh, a walk at sunset or um, a, a hiking trail on a beautiful day or, um, you know, you're camping in the woods and there's the smell of all the plants and the breeze on your skin. And it, it, it can definitely be very romantic. I feel like when we see outdoor sex portrayed in like movies and TV shows, there's a romanticism to it sure, that yeah. we don't necessarily get when we watch outdoor sex in porn. Like mm-hmm. I think when you watch outdoor sex in porn, it's a lot more about like, take me now. I need you here. And now who cares whether anybody is watching us, yeah. but um, it's, it's definitely a great way to incorporate all the senses into your sexual escapades, depending on where you are choosing to have sex because mm-hmm. Let's face it, when all five senses are incorporated into playtime, the whole experience is taken to another level. Mm-hmm. Um, we hear the same thing said about removing senses as well. You know, when you when you blindfold somebody, when you um, put music, uh, headphones over their ears. So mm-hmm. um, this is the opposite. This is one of those times where um, the next time you think about having outdoor sex with your partner or partners, try and think about like setting the scene. And the beauty of being outdoors is that the scene is pretty much set for you. Like you don't have to bring the music. You don't have Mm -hmm. to bring extra things. So here are a few ideas for you to think about when getting your freak on. So let's start with a couple more obvious ones. And when I think outdoors, one of the first things I think of is camping and uh-huh. camping means tent sex. I mean, that's, <laughs> I like that. That's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or if you're Tracy and you're a little more into the glamping experience, yeah, I want a glamp tent sex. <laughs> yeah. And that's a thing. I mean, they have yeah, so many glamping sites these days, especially, I mean, and again, we're from California, so there's there's definitely plenty to be had uh, close to, you know, the Hollywood stalls. Yeah. Um, but there's yurt sites. There's mm-hmm. um, 
I always think of the the tiny houses too that are like being rented on like oh, Airbnb. Yeah. Tiny these house days. sex, tiny house sex, <laughs> sex in a tiny house. Yeah, it's that's great. True. The beauty of like something simpler, like a tent or a yurt, is that you do have some protection from the outdoors. Like there's right, some. Yeah. There's some privacy. Um, and so this will keep anyone from, you know, walking right by your tent. Like people aren't uh-huh. going to be necessarily walking right up to your tent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you also, you, you'll want to consider if you want to turn on a light in your tent. Like if you want mm-hmm. a flashlight on, people might see your shadows as Ooh. opposed to your bodies. Yeah. Um, or if there's no light, that might heighten the senses of touch and sound, which could also make it a hotter experience for you. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of ideas surrounding tent, yurt, camping sex that I think you can play with and you can be as discreet as you want or you can be as public as you want it to be. So mm-hmm. um, something to think about, you know, as as the weather warms up a little bit in the upcoming months. (laughs) So I think a popular place that is probably, it might not even be at the top of your list when you think about outdoor sex, because technically it's not outdoors and that's car sex. Yeah, Um, I did not equate that with outdoor sex at all. I I didn't really either, like until I thought about it, because I was like, well, you do... You do, unless you're like in the garage, you do have to leave. You are outside. You are within prying eyes, depending on where the car is parked. Right. So, and, and I think car sex is one of those experiences that I, I did not experience as a teenager, but have experienced as an adult. And it's, it's that one that's given me that feeling of being a teenager again. Oh my God. A hundred percent. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. For sure. It can be, it can be great. It can also be absolutely terrible. It's like a teenager then. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, I will say like when you do think about having sex in a car, you'll want to park the car in, um, you know, a secluded space if you want to stay away from prying eyes. Um, and you'll want to crack the windows to make sure that there's (laughs) air. Um, you know, (laughs) really good suggestion there. Yep. 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 It's one of those ones where when you think about the logistics of it, um, there, there are certain things that maybe you don't think about. Like you might think of that scene in Titanic where they're steaming up the car, you know, mm-hmm. and that's great in theory, but also you want to be able to breathe. So I would, Fair I would point. crack the windows. I would crack the windows. Or if you're thinking, well, I don't necessarily want it to be super secluded. Like I want I don't necessarily want people to watch us, but I would like something to be a little more daring. You could try the hood of the car. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. I know. I'm I'm a fan um, because I'm also a bigger woman. I feel like having sex in a car is not necessarily the most comfortable thing for me, mm-hmm. but being on the hood of a car, you have leverage. Mm-hmm. You have a place to lay if you want sure. or you could be bent over the car. Uh, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of possibilities when it comes to the hood of your car. And there's a little bit more air and wiggle room than there is when you're inside of the car. So 
Now, I don't know about you, but I know that when I was a teenager, um, you know, in my budding sexuality, and you're just starting to think about certain things like your dream fantasy sex spot. I remember thinking that one of my first things I was super interested in was having sex in a hot tub. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. And so here's the thing. I, I don't necessarily recommend having sex in a hot tub, but I will say that sex in the water, there are a lot of possibilities. There's I think my favorite thing, again, speaking as a bigger lady, is the element of weightlessness is so appealing to me. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, This is the one time that like my partner can lift me and like not have issues with it. And so it it definitely makes you feel great. Like your self-confidence is so high when you're having Mm -hmm. sex in the water. Yeah. Um, And And that could be the hot tub. It could be the pool, the lake, the beach. You know, there there are so many different ways to go about that. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's one to think about. Um, And then I know that both Tracy and I are fans of erotica and romance and audio porn. So the amount of times that I've heard about a roll in the hay or a tussle in the barn... Mm. I'm not a fan of that. I will go out and say <laughs> not my favorite, but I I respect anyone else's. For me, that's kind of not a barn is, is it, not my thing. Well, it's, I mean, the whole idea is that it's like a little bit dirty, right? Like it's. Yeah. And it's, it's just that like, okay, do you want to hear it? Like I have really itchy skin. Like my skin is so sensitive mm. and all, all I would think about is that hay irritating my skin. And like, I, that's, it's this weird thing. I got to get over it. But all I think about is no. just like, it just feels very uncomfortable for me. Because hay no, gets itchy. I, and that's like, me and yeah. grass. That's how yeah. I feel about grass. Like, mm-hmm. I am never going to be somebody that's like on a picnic and we just go at it right there next to the picnic. Like, it's not yeah. It's not going to happen because I'm with you. I'm not a grass person because I always find myself itchy. And mm-hmm. so there's certain things, you know, we talked about risks and like weighing the risk. And this is one of those ones where I know that if I enjoy it for 10 minutes, it's still going to be bugging me three hours later because I'll be on like my fourth shower. Mm -hmm. So there are times where, you know, this is not going to appeal to you and that's okay. And so for Tracy, it's a barn and the hay. And for me, Uh it's the grass and that's totally fine. (laughs) So, um, you know, a few other places, uh, rooftops, which, um, I love, I mean, especially speaking as a city girl, like Mm, the whole idea Mm -hmm. of being outdoors, but not necessarily having to be in nature outdoors. I think a rooftop, like the rooftop of your building, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a rooftop restaurant after hours. Yeah. Like, I think that sounds fantastic to me. Um, And then, you know, if you are more outdoorsy, you know, the mountains, um, Mm -hmm. hiking, whatever, anything that's out and makes you one with nature and one with your partner at the same time. (laughs) Um, So the one thing when it comes to outdoor sex, and this is kind of a general rule of thumb for any sort of what do we want to call this? Like impromptu sex, perhaps. Okay. Is that you need to be prepared. 
you have to be prepared. And this, you know, it goes beyond having birth control. Like, obviously that's something that, you know, we've talked about the fact that every, you know, woman should just carry around a couple condoms with her just in case, mm-hmm. whether it's for her or her friends. But, you know, if we're talking about having sex outside on the ground, on a car, um, on the beach, like you want to make it as comfortable as you need it to be. Yeah. Because like we've said, some things just aren't going to work for you. I am absolutely fine getting fucked up against the side of a building in an alleyway. But if you were to tell me that you wanted to take me for a roll on a grassy hill, it ain't going to happen. Right. So- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here are um, a couple items that you might want to have in, on hand just in case um, inspiration strikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I will say, I think some sort of blanket or towel or material that you can lay down and have on hand is important to have. Great, um, great, great, great. And that could be for the ground. That could be for uh, the wall. It could be for on top of the car whatever it is. Um, but I would say a blanket or a towel is a must have for Mm -hmm. sure. And, and a good sized one too. Like Mm -hmm. don't, don't bring out a washcloth or, you know, the, (laughs) the, Uh the throw blanket that you keep on the end of your cat. Like, I want you to have like a dedicated blanket for outdoor sex. Yeah. Your sex blanket. (laughs) Um, okay. And we've talked about this when it comes to shower sex, but We should all know by now that when you are having sex in the water, you need lube, okay? Um, Because, you know, when you're in the water, sex can feel very dry. I think people think because you're surrounded by water, like, oh my gosh, he's just going to suck, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh But the idea of like, you're in the water, you're essentially surrounded by what feels like lube, but it's not the right kind of no, lube. No, it washes away what you, your it lube. It does. Yeah. Water washes away our natural lubrication. And which is why that so many people complain about shower sex, bath sex, water sex. Um, and the reason is because we're not using enough lube. So please, please keep some silicone-based lube mm-hmm. on hand. That's a good it's idea. It's waterproof. Mm-hmm. It will hold up during water play. Um, and then just make sure um, that you're not using it with silicone-based toys because we know silicone on silicone, not a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's going to damage them. You can consider an oil-based lube, but they have their own issues as well. So um, there are higher rates of infection associated with oil-based lubes. Um, They also stain your clothes. So, um, you know, just in general, keep, um, I I mean, silicone lube is my go-to, but um, we do have a good guide to kind of, you know, uh, get you started with the different types of lubes, the pros and cons of each one. I know we've talked about that in previous episodes. So, you know, just knowing what you're working with and what works for you, mm-hmm. um, make sure you do that before, um, you know, again, do your research. We love research. Yes. Something else, when we talk about the outdoors, generally there are animals there are bugs and (laughs) Uh it it might not sound sexy but I would definitely recommend keeping some bug spray with you because it doesn't smell like vanilla sugar or whatever but I would much rather spray my body down with some bug bites or with some bug spray than 
bring home any bug bites yes, from having I sex agree. outdoors. hundred percent. Now, if you do go off the beaten path to have privacy and total freedom. So you're, you're in your yurt or you're on your hiking trail, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I definitely, and honestly, this goes beyond any sexcapades outdoors. I want you to make sure that you have charged your cell phones and that that's such a good you, idea. That's very smart. Yes. I mean, how many times has it happened where it's, it's always when you need it most, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm especially thinking about the fact that we're so reliant on cell phones for our maps these days that you definitely want to make sure that you can find your way back out or be able to call for help. If you get lost, um, I, this is, you know, I I know people like to get away and go out into the wilderness, but I would recommend that when it does come to something like this, to try and stay within the limits of the GPS and cell signal of your phone. Um, this it's something that's definitely on the top of my list just because I, I do not do well if there's no signal, it's my own personal neuroses. Mm -hmm. And so if you, if you know the area, great. If you have a paper map map as a backup, also great. Um, but yeah, just, just something to make sure that you're being safe, um, you know, beyond safety for, you know, your body and your sexual wellness, but just being safe as a human being in the middle of nature. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the last thing is, I know, you know, we kind of talk about how birth control is something that you should just have on hand and you should know your body and have this discussion with your partner. But I think what one thing is that a lot of people don't think about is how to get rid of the condoms if you are using condoms Uh and you're out in the middle of nature. And don't litter. We don't want any littering. No, no. So please, please make sure that you keep baby wipes with you to clean up and Ziploc bags or a trash bag to throw away any evidence or evidence. It makes it sound so sketchy, yeah. but any, any extra things as opposed to littering, bring a bag, throw mm-hmm. your trash in a bag. And then, you know, you just toss the trash bag out when you get back to civilization. Great. So yeah, I know it might sound like a chore, like to pack a bag and have these things with you, But I think when you weigh the costs and the risks, you'll find that it's worth it, that sex outside can be so fun and fulfilling. There's an adrenaline rush. Um, You know, if you're, if you're one who has a connection with nature, it can be great for you. But, you know, like Tracy and I, even if you're not the biggest fan of the outdoors, you can still have sex on a rooftop or in an alleyway or Mm -hmm. on your car. Like it does not have to be all about camping and it can be, there's nothing wrong with camping. I'm not throwing shade at those of you who have camped. However, (laughs) I do just want to make sure that with anything you're being safe, Mm -hmm. you're making the proper preparations. Um, you're, you're checking the laws in your area because let's face it, there's a big difference between a misdemeanor and a felony. Um, Mm -hmm. and while it might sound great to get caught, you definitely want to know if you do get caught, what that's going to mean. Yeah. We don't want anybody to end up on the sexual offender list. So please, please be aware, make sure that you are being safe and have fun. (laughs) Yeah, that's the most important thing is having fun. Whether you're looking to buy or sell used panties, Sophia Gray has got you covered. 
If you want to earn some extra cash, you can set up your own shop in minutes and start selling your own used underwear. And they take no commission. You'll keep 100% of every single sale that you make. If you've got a kink for used panties and you're looking to buy your next pair, look no further. The whole process is completely anonymous. Sophia Gray will never share, store, or archive your personal information. The name Sophia Gray won't even appear on your bank receipt. So head on over to sophiagray.com to start selling or buying used panties now. If you're a fan of the podcast, we hope you'll subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming platform. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to let us know what you think. And while you're at it, feel free to share your feedback or questions by sending an email to podcast at sophiagray.com. Until next time, I'm Tracy Bust. And I'm Lacey Bloom. And we're here to say, let them be kinky. There is no kink shaming here.